this morning. I went to work at 6.30. Is that recording? <laughs> Lots of people were fucking going to work when I was driving home this morning at 6.30. <laughs> are we... Are you, fuck. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> hey, turn we it on. We are the American Outlaws. Saturday. 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 Isn't this the continuation of the earlier podcast? Yeah, I think so. I'm so actually, I haven't left since the last podcast. I've just been sitting here waiting for you guys to come back. To How me. long has it been? It's been a long It's time. been a while. So, yeah. Welcome Months. back. Jerks. Both of you. Yeah, both of you. We appreciate it. Especially you, Corey, the ulcer the size of Johannesburg, Donahue. <laughs> How are you, a big buddy? city. Oh, I'm great, you know. You look great. Yeah. We got to do a video podcast because these people need to see you. You are just looking... Just fit. <laughs> Hungover Zach is the nicest Zach. I'm into him. He's so sweet. Yeah, I don't have any energy to just rage on you right now. <laughs> I guess not. Or Chris, pants off, dance off, Donahue. <laughs> Getting ready for the big Brunken bachelor party, which is tonight. Yeah. Woo! Woo! No. Yeah, I guess, yeah. That was Justin. We're going bowling. Yeah. We're going to go bowling. I heard Megan cheer from the other room, but it was a subdued. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants us out of the house, I think. <laughs> yeah. Thank God that guy's leaving. <laughs> so big shout to our boy Jeff. Uh yeah, special special guest today is uh Jeff Carlisle. Writes for ESPN. Yeah. Covers US good national articles, team the and the MLS. Um Darn good writer. Was kind enough to donate us some of our time coming up in a minute. Yeah. Well, he so donated some of I just, his time. Well, so. you know, yeah. You I just stole 10 seconds of your lives because the power of technology, I'm going to reintroduce him here right now. American Outlaw World, we are joined today by another special guest, Jeff Carlisle, ESPN beat soccer writer, um, covers U.S. soccer and MLS. Um, Jeff, I want to, uh, you know, if you could take a minute here and just kind of elaborate on, on your specific role with ESPN in, in kind of the world of soccer. Uh, just to give our listeners a little bit of a background. Yeah, I'm just uh, for the U.S. national team and MLS for ESPN. Um, I'm sure in the future I'll probably venture to the women's game a little bit when the time allows. But uh, at the moment, especially with the World Cup coming up, it, it's all about the U.S. national team. A little bit of MLS too, but right. and U.S. You're, national team is my focus. And you're, you're specifically with, um, exclusively with ESPN now. And how, how long have you been with them? Well, I've been freelancing them with them for five years, uh, ever since 2005. So, uh, but you know, I was at that point I was allowed to to write for whoever I wanted. So, it's only been in the last month that ESPN has signed me to an exclusive contract. So, right, cool. Well, congrats. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. What are your plans, uh, Jeff, at ESPN for the uh, for the World Cup? What are you specifically doing? What are your duties? I know ESPN's turning up the coverage. Uh, for this World Cup. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But what specifically are you doing for this World Cup? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to be covering the U.S. national team up until the moment that they're eliminated. Um, and then after that, I'll just be covering the rest of the tournament in general. Uh, I'm that's sure my bosses will make that up for me as we go along. Yeah, that's got to feel nice to, to be able to cover the U.S. national team straight to the final then. If it's eliminated, <laughs> so that's great. I like your optimism. That's, that's great. Hey, that's what we're here for. Are you are you traveling down to South Africa? Or are you going to be in California, or where are you going to be? Yeah, I leave for South Africa on June 3rd. Where are you uh, staying? I was going to go down there a little bit later, but uh, 
the Australia friendlies coming up, so I've got to cover that. Yeah, exactly. Where are you staying down there? Um, well, originally I was going to be stationed in Johannesburg, but, uh, you know, obviously ESPN has locked off a bunch of hotel rooms, and they're a little short on space, so they might be shipping me up to Pretoria to a different hotel, and we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm sure we'll take care of it. Yes, yeah, as, as far as the American Outlaws are concerned, we're taking uh, 50 supporters over, and I know we had tons of hotel trouble uh, in, the, in the early yeah. stages, them, the FIFA bouncing us around, and, and I know ESPN's kind of got through the same thing, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just been kind of crazy. I mean, but ESPN is pulling out all the stops, so they're sending over 300 people over there, so I'm sure it's a, quite a headache to keep track of whether they're going to put everybody out. But, uh, yeah. Jeff, I'm wondering, um, you've kind of got a unique perspective on the whole thing. I'm wondering your overall feeling going into the World Cup. I mean, I know four years ago we were going into Germany and nobody had any worries about their readiness. All the stadiums are ready to go. Uh, you know, Germany's uh, got a reputation, a reputation for being pretty uh, organized and everything. Um, but I don't know anyone who's not who's like fully you know, behind South Africa being ready for this World Cup. What are you hearing? What are what are your feelings going into this one? Do you think it's going to be a success? Do you think uh, there's going to be – or do you think it's going to be a catastrophe somewhere in the middle? What are your feelings on it? Uh, I think it'll be somewhere in the middle. I, I think the stadiums will be ready. Um, I think the biggest challenge is going to be simply moving people around. Um I mean, I've heard some problems that, with the buses that they haven't arrived yet. Uh, so I think transportation is going to be an issue. Uh, certainly, I plan on getting to the stadium hours early. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll have, to, we'll have to see what happens. I'm sure a lot of these things won't be apparent until the tournament begins. Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of a fly by the seat of their pants kind of a tournament, uh, which is you know probably the most worrisome part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some amazing things in my time. I can remember going down to Venezuela for Copa America in 2007, and the stadiums, quite a few of them, never got finished. So uh, I remember <laughs> the last game that the U.S. played against Colombia, there was an entire section of the upper deck. Missing. So wow. I don't think that'll be a problem this time around. But, uh, Is that because Eddie Johnson hit that, that penalty so nice that the stadium just collapsed? or? <laughs> <laughs> Well, unfortunately, that was against Argentina. This was against Colombia. So uh, he was already out of it. But they, they weren't worrying too much about that kind of thing. Yeah, we did have the lead there for two minutes. That was awesome. <laughs> that was a great two minutes. <laughs> uh, Jeff, um, going into this World Cup also, ESPN's coverage is going to be, you know, the biggest it's ever been for soccer ever, I think. Um, I heard a rumor that they're going to do, like, the 24 hours before the first kickoff where the freaking Mexicans will be playing South Africa, I believe. Uh, <laughs> lead, or for the 24 hours up to that, I heard that ESPN is doing 24 hours of only soccer. Um, is that true? <laughs> that I have not heard. Um, and if they did that, that'd be on the TV side. So <laughs> at this point, I'm trying to keep my head down and worry about the stuff that I have to write. Okay. Right. Yeah. But, um, that would be pretty amazing. That, I mean, even if that doesn't happen, it's clear that ESPN is pulling out all stops, and they're definitely going to take this tournament seriously and this event seriously. And I think that's a great thing for soccer fans in the country. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I think that uh, the coverage for the World Cup, you know, not just TV rights and all that, but, you know, the overall interest across the U.S. is going to be the best it's ever been. Um, how do you feel about, you know, not just the fans, but also the team going into the World Cup with injuries and, um, you know, based on our, our qualifying campaign and the Confederation Cup? How do you think? Uh, how do you think we're sitting going into this tournament? I think the team is sitting pretty well. Uh, guys seem to be healing up at the right time. Um, you know, I saw a piece today that Aguchenye was going to be at least in the game day roster for Milan. So good news, as as is Stuart Holden. Yeah, yeah, Stuart Holden as well. So I, I think things are starting to look up. You know, Charlie Davies is still a huge question mark. So we'll. See what happens when he arrives at the camp, and you know, assuming he gets called in, and then uh, we'll just take it from there. Do you think we're better off than we were four years ago at this point going into the World Cup? Do you think we're a stronger team? I think, um, I don't know. I, I see, I see ups and downs. Uh, we have Altidore up front, who I guess is kind of a switch with McBride. I think at the back we're pretty much the same. We have Donovan in, in better form now than I think we were or he was in 2006. How do you think we compare to our 2016 going into the World Cup? Yeah, I would agree that the personnel is largely the same. Um, I think it's a much more confident team, though. I think the Confederation Cup just did a world of good for the team's mental state. They really believe that they can compete with anybody on their day. And certainly the way that the draw shook out, the U.S. really has to like their chances of, of making it through to the next round. So I, I think personnel, physically, yeah, everything's pretty much the same, but I think the big difference is confidence level and, and the belief heading into the tournament. Jeff, somebody that's, you know, like yourself, kind of on the front line, um, you know, and, and maybe gets, you know, obviously uh, a chance to speak with, with more people that are in tune with the team than, than our average fan or supporter, um, what are your thoughts on Bob Bradley as opposed to covering uh, Bruce Arena? four years ago in 2006. Is, is he still the man for the job? Do you think this is his last shot? Uh, what, what are your overall views as, as uh, big, bald Brad goes into this uh, uh, tournament? I think that Bradley has done the best that he could. I think he's very meticulous. He leaves no stone unturned in terms of personnel. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with the guys that he calls in for the preliminary camp. But, uh, you know, in terms of everything that he could do, I, I think he's done a fairly solid job. Would I have liked to have seen someone like Goose Hitting? Without question. I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the world. So, Do you think you we're know, better I, off right now than we would have been with Klinsman at this time? That's a tough question. Um, certainly, Klinsman did not cover himself in glory at Bayern Munich. No. But yeah, there have been a lot of guys that have flamed out of Bayern Munich and gone on to do better things. I'm, I'm thinking of someone like Otto Rehagel, like Greece to the 2004 European Championship. Yep. If you can do that, obviously you can coach. So uh, I think in terms of Klinsman, the jury is still out. Uh, I think stylistically he probably would have been a little more attack-minded than Bradley has, but given the personnel they have... <laughs> Yeah, as long as he's getting results, you can't really complain too much. Yeah. So it, with our striker conundrum that we have going on, um, you know, there's been a lot a lot in the media made about Buttle and Gomez and EJ and Ching. Um, how do you see the camp 
in May in Hartford and Philadelphia. How do you see that influencing how we go into South Africa with these guys up front? I mean, it, say Buttle and Gomez get called up, one of them scores a goal. Do, do they both go or does one of them go? How do you see that fitting in? Well, I think it's largely dependent on the health of other guys. Um, I think if Davies is healthy, uh, he goes. And then I think that lessens the chances of a guy like Gomez. Um, if Ching isn't healthy, then that's certainly going to open up a spot for a guy like Buttle or Connor Casey. Um, obviously, fans are pretty divided on the form and ability of those guys. But um, I think if I honestly think that if Ching is healthy, he goes. Um, on a team that doesn't possess the ball that well, his ability to hold the ball up, bring other guys into the attack, I, I think that kind of thing is pretty important. But, you know, the big question is his health. Is he going to hold up over the course of the camp, and is he going to hold up over the course of the tournament? That's a big question, Mark. Yeah. What are we hoping to take out of uh, these two friendly, well, I guess three friendlies coming up? Um, we got the Turkey game, the Czech Republic game, the Australia game. What's Bob Bradley looking for? What are the questions he's got going into these games, and what are we hoping to get out of them? So I remember before 2006, we played in Hartford and, or was it Cleveland or Cincinnati or something? And yeah. we looked like crap. And I think we, who'd we beat? Latvia 1 0. Yeah. yeah, voice. Lots of Morocco, and I think they beat Venezuela as well. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, we just looked like crap. We had no ideas going forward. We just looked shambles as they say so i'm wondering what are we looking for out of these two games obviously to win would be nice but what's what's bob bradley looking at going into these games it, it wasn't that when tony Miola got his hundredth cap against jamaica and got <laughs> scored on in two minutes yeah i think that was one of the games yeah <laughs> you know i think bradley is, is looking for a couple things he certainly looking to solidify his lineup and then he's also looking to get the team playing well um you know, it's you want to have some momentum going into the tournament. Certainly, it's not a catastrophe if they lose these games. Uh, but he's going to be trying to solidify things and just make sure they have some momentum and that they're playing well. Like I said, I think one of the biggest things that we we run into, we saw it in qualifying, and we see it in big games, is when we give up a goal early. Um, how do you see Michael Bradley and you know Ricardo Clark and our center backs working together in these games to try to? try to knock that thing off. I mean, how many how many qualifying games do we give up a goal early? Quite a few, and that's a habit that they're going to have to break. Um, I look at the center of midfield as being really, really important to the, the chances of progressing. Um, if they're at least possessing the ball decently, uh, not expecting them to be Brazil or Holland, yeah. but if they can keep passing the ball well and, and connect with the guys like Donovan and Dempsey enough, yeah, then I think that bodes well. Um, if they're spending all their time putting out fires that a lot of times they've caused, then it could be a long day for the U.S. So it's, it's going to be tricky. Yeah. Um, another thing that I read the other day that I'm not 100% sure if it's true, but I, I think it is, is that MLS finally has decided to uh, stop play during the group stages of the World Cup. Do you think this is a good idea or a bad idea? And why do, you, why do you think it is that they decided to do that finally? Well, I think it is a good idea from my standpoint, purely based on competitive integrity. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of MLS teams having to play games without their best players. Um, you know, I don't think that happens anywhere else in the world. And 
I, I think MLS is to be commended for shutting down the league for at least those you know, the two weeks of the group stage. Yeah, other than, I mean, honestly, Russia, just because of the, the fierceness of their winters. I know they're playing right now, but I, I'm 98% positive that they're not playing during the World Cup. Yeah. Well, Jeff, if you got anything else you want to, you know, send out to our, our, our uh, supporters here in the American Outlaws world, now's your chance. Other than that, we've, we've got nothing else for you. Okay. Um, I wish you guys a great trip in South Africa. Enjoy it. It, it should be fantastic. Have you, have you ever been uh, to South Africa before? I've never been to Africa, period. So, uh, yeah, this will be a first for me on a lot of different levels. Cool. Well, you, you talked about the transportation, so if you need to crash on our floor, just give us a ring. We'll be in Johannesburg. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. If you get stuck, honestly, give us a ring. <laughs> Will do. Give us a ring. We'll send Zach to come find you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> cool, Jeff. Well, yeah, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on the show. We really enjoyed it. All right. Thanks very much. Enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Everybody. Jeff Carlisle. Wolf. Stud. Ooh. Man amongst men. <laughs> really is. Yeah. He knows his stuff, that's for sure. So, what do we got on the old docket today? Uh, I don't know. There's a little... We have a tournament coming up. What? Yeah, the Confederation Cup. Yeah, something like that. Didn't they just do one of those? No, the oh. FIFA World Cup. Oh, uh, I've heard of that. That's yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where's that, where's that going to be? We have playing? to leave for Africa in like 30 days, so you should probably... Oh, God, I'm going to get my shots. Start packing, get your shots, since I know you're a nervous Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> you freak out about the tiniest shit and you have t- this ulcer i can see it from here actually oh that's my ass god it's getting bad it's really getting bad <laughs> oh a lot on the docket today what do you i don't know i want to start with this one because i know it'll get people riled no, up i don't want to talk about that <laughs> i what saw we- on the old twitter do you watch do you look at the twitter the, the old twitter box the old yeah twitter box. oh yeah somebody and you might be sitting between you and I. Uh, said something about <laughs> comparing Giuseppe Rossi to OJ Simpson. Yeah, I did see and that comparison. Who would you rather be, was, or something? Was that a little over the top? Would you say? Or no, I'd rather be OJ Simpson, hands down. Murder any day on of the, the run week. versus just piece of shit. I mean, yeah, I, I'd rather be murder. an innocent man than a piece of shit. <laughs> Court found innocent like Giuseppe man. Rossi. <laughs> Chris, how do you feel about Giuseppe Rossi? I, what, are you, what are your thoughts? Are you a big fan? I'd like him. He's a good player. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I think he isn't he Josie's good friend. He's I don't care. Kind of... I'd knock him out if he walked through that door. So would I. Speaking of In getting knocked out. <laughs> I'd knock his fucking front two teeth out. Speaking of getting knocked out, you should play in our rec league this morning. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't make it to the game. I got jacked in the face. Cops got called. Two red cards. Woo, lordy. And Corey tackled the guy. Corey yeah. tackled the guy. I, I had to play Superman. Jump or He-Man, if you're in Brunkin's living room. Because he has the He-Man DVD for God knows why. <laughs> with Merman and what's the other guy's name? Oh, I can't find it. I don't know what I did with it. Ram Man. Ram Man. That's right. Greatest superhero ever. <laughs> so anyway, other things on the docket. We got, a, we, got, we got one from the mail. Mailbox. Early to hit the mailbag, but it's uh, overflowing. Yeah, it's early, but we, you know, we just had the interview with Jeff, and we're gonna get the free beer movement guys on here in a, in a minute, and uh, we got some questions. And honestly, we don't have that much to talk about because all of this is leading up 
to the biggest day of my life, which is June 12th. Jesus, can you imagine? Anyway, our buddy uh, uh, Nick Hahn sent us a question. I like to call him the molester from the western part of the state. Uh, your thoughts on playing a four-five-one with Dempsey, Frat Boy, Lando, Bradley, Failhaber, and Josie up top. I like if it. Chuck D does not go. Against Inglehu? I like against it against Inglehu. I like that. That could work. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we're going to have to sit in and absorb a lot of pressure. Somebody made a good point to me the other day. I don't day. like it against Algeria because I think we need to take it out, no, people. fuck that. But against England, I think that's, I think that's a pretty solid idea. I, I heard a good point the other day about, you know, a left back is going to be a problem. We got uh, Borenstein, Pierce, or Bocanegra there. Yeah, I Somebody don't see made a problem. good point that... You just said... Specs? Why not Chirundolo on the right and Spec on well, the left? Well, that's possible. I would like that. Well, here's here was the point somebody made to me was that we're going to be playing against England. We're going to be absorbing pressure all game, so we're going to be sitting pretty deep the whole game. It's not depends on who they like start. Like speed isn't going to be a factor. Like Bornstein, all he has is speed. Really, are they going to leave Rooney? I can't wait to see their their friendly games because are they going to leave Rooney? Up top by himself, or are they going to have Crouchy eating his nachos up there, too? <laughs> I don't know. Because I don't think we're going to absorb that much pressure if they have Crouch just holding and trying to flick onto Rooney. Well, they're... they're I don't know. We're going to absorb pressure. It doesn't matter when it's 3-0 at halftime. They're going to fucking throw everything they have forward. That's true. Oh, Second half, we're going to absorb full a lot. Chris Donner. That a boy. No, fuck them. We're going to fucking beat them 3-0. crushing those wanks or manks or... Wanksters. Whatever you call them. Somebody, where where did I see that? That somebody asked Peter Crouch, what do you, what would he be if he wasn't being a, or if he wasn't a soccer player and he'd said a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love that guy. Though. I mean, when we're up three zero and he, he gets share. their first goal, I I do want to see the robot dance again yeah. from last year, but. He's a good guy. We wouldn't share his chips. Just as a consolation, yeah, though. Right, yeah. I, I wouldn't try and take one of his nachos while he's eating, <laughs> but <laughs> like, I would definitely. But the nice definitely... thing about that is you know when he's having them because he'll tell you. Yeah. You, you know they're his. He's his nachos. <laughs> you don't have to worry if they're community nachos or if they're his because you know they're his. Uh, so next there one. we go. Alejandro Bedoya. Good, good buddy of mine. Who is this guy? The guy's the man. He's in everyone's uh, list to go to the World Cup. I've seen him play once in my life. Yeah. Plays in Sweden. Uh, stud. Well, isn't a Hard-nosed is, player. Excuse my ignorance, but is his only cap against Netherlands? I don't know. Did he play in no, the Gold had, Cup? No, he had another one. I, I can't think of the game. But Jesus, he, gets, he has one good game against Netherlands, and I didn't think he was that good, by the way. He was okay. He was a... But I, mean, I think he's, it's more he's, of his form. Everyone's for sure's. I mean, he's an unknown at this point. I, I don't. I don't know if I would put him in my for sure's. Every, um, every list I read, he's in there. You I don't know, know, especially how that with is. Torres and everybody else that's just had more caps. But um, I mean, the guy's a solid, solid player. He'll he'll get called into the thirty man that gets oh, released yeah. here next week for sure. Right. I, I want him. I want him to start both friendlies to just see. I mean, if he is a real deal, I want him there. You know. Probably will. Speaking unknown of, or not unknown, we're going to find out in these two games. I mean, I I, I think Bedoya's got a great shot to prove himself. Speaking yep. of him being a solid, solid player, I, w- I wonder how long ahead of time we find out what refs we have. Like, when is it public what refs are refing what games? That's huge for us because, like, in the MLS, our our MLS players play with shit refs right. every week, week in, week out, breaking everybody's ankles. People are trying to kill each other and getting, like, verbal warnings. Like if we're getting a really soft ref who's going to call everything, we need to know, and Absolutely. we need a. I, I would pick my team. I wouldn't pick Rico Clark ahead of a game based on the ref if I knew the ref was a softie. 
But you're going to start Bradley no matter what? <laughs> I don't know. That's a I mean, good point. <laughs> you have to because he's a stud, but he's going to get sent off just as easy yeah, as Rico. Well, I mean, Rico's a not if, but win with him. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, he is worth the risk. Whereas Rico. I yeah, that's probably is. a good point. He could just be worth, you know, the risk to put him out there. Plus, he's just dead sexy. God, he's awesome. The things I'd do. He is freaking awesome. <laughs> and P.S. Bedoya, I'm only 2,000 points behind you now in Call of Duty, so I'm coming for you. Ooh. <laughs> Is that a lot or a little? We're going to get him on the next podcast. I'll talk to him. Bedoya? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is he going to call from uh, wherever he's Sweden. 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 Has he got a blonde, la- a nice blonde lady out there? Uh, I'm sure he does. I Good mean, I'm sure him. there's plenty out there. Congrats. Absolutely. you, Alejandro. <laughs> Can't see Wizards versus Man United. Right. Oh, who cares? At the risk next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie That's Davies' topic. words on the Shin Guardian. Yeah, that's not out yet. No, Broken. It is. It's on our freaking website. Oh, it is? Some president you are. I've never been to our website. What's our website? Oh, the American Outlaws. Oh, the American Outlaws. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the kind words, uh, Charlie. D. You're the man. Do you want, do you want me to read them? Exactly. Go ahead. Charlie Davies, speaking about um, the American Outlaws. Quote, they are absolutely amazing. The support they've shown. Words can't describe how much it helped. I really want to get back. Please continue to support me. It's only going to help. I meant... It meant, or it's meant a lot to me. I really, really would like to thank all of them. I wish them the best. God bless. I, or the salute was something very special for me. I know that was a tough read for you, but I, I'll do it next time. Mentioned on the last podcast, I can't read. So yeah, and it's Brunk's bachelor party day. I don't expect you to be able to read thank right you. now. Thank you. You know, see, he's got my back. But thanks, Charlie, for the words, man. That's yeah. that's awesome. Obviously, the sport's going to be continued. What do you think about his chances now with that bullshit coming out from their president? And their president. That's so funny. Presidents don't, don't know a goddamn know thing. anything. Yeah. And I loved it that later the same day he wrote, yeah. hey, just got a just got a big uh, boost and I'll be back, blah, 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 even yeah. though his president said he wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. So what's his role in the in the May games? Let's touch on that. Super sub? Well, Jesus, we'll see if he can run. He, I mean, he's in He's training. training with the first team, is he not? Yeah. But he's I already mean, scored and taken tackles. Really? Yeah. Yep. Taking tackles. Hmm. We'll He'll see. come on in the first game as a sub. He'll probably start the second one if he looks that fit, and I expect him to go to the World Cup. I really do. As a sub? Oh, I'm sure he'll go. There's no. If he else. goes, is, is he going to go as a sub? Probably. Can you imagine the goosebumps you're going to get if he gets on the field oh in South Africa? If he scores a goal, no. I'm running down whatever street oh I'm at God. naked. <laughs> South African prisons, I'm sure, are a breeze, so it should be all right. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not too humid there. Actually, so. I heard the prisons are better than the streets. Really? Yeah. You have a better chance of being safe I, in prison than you do on the street. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you test I did that. read it on Big Soccer, so. Well, I'll see you in Johannesburg. <laughs> have you guys seen that YouTube video of the flamethrowers that you can buy for under your car in South Africa? Oh, for fuck. The, for the, uh, they're supposed to... They're supposed to uh, ward off uh, carjackings. Nervous you deli just over <laughs> here. And then it sprays up these huge flames. <sighs> no, they're not on every car. I can't wait to see what you product. look like June 10th when I roll into the airport and I'm waiting for you. Because I get there like two hours before hiding. you. And RoboCop gets off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably dressed to the nines and fucking metal. And he's got his... Bulletproof vest on and his and shin guards. He's gonna wear comes it all up time. Me to welcome me to South Africa. What the fuck? Get the <laughs> fuck away from me! Keep your distance, god damn it! I'm just having my nachos. I just want to find my Zach. Where is he? 
Philly oh. and Hartford. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was seamless transition to Philly and Hartford. This is actually that's the theme of this podcast is going to be seamless transitions. We're going to try and make them as awkward as possible. <laughs> We're doing good so far. So Philly and Hartford. Core is nutsack. Hartford. We are doing a pub crawl Friday night. Am I wrong? I don't know. I won't Am be I there. Brunken, will you be there? I'm right. Pub crawl Friday night. Where does it end? Vons. Be there. Check out the website Vons. details. Kicking ass. Kicking ass. And also on that same point, Lincoln, Everybody's listening. American Outlaws are bringing the movie Pilata Ooh. to Lincoln. So you guys should check it what's out. The, what's the movie about? It's about uh, two college players, a guy and a girl, who didn't make the pros but wanted to, didn't want to get nine to fivers. So yeah, they it's, it's the life of went trying to carry out your dream at the same time as trying to live as a has-been. <laughs> it's the movie it Goal. I mean, it's, they it's, run around the world playing pickup games everywhere. Like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I heard what you said. <laughs> they went around the world playing pickup games. Like they played in a Bolivian prison. Prison is what I said. And was it in Iran or Iran? If you're an American, and uh, you can edit that out. I don't know if it's offensive or not, but... <laughs> I think it's just a pronunciation. Yeah. Well, to that point... Uh, I don't know why you're so scared. Sorry, right. RoboCop. <laughs> well, to that point, the, the, <laughs> night, the night before in Philly is also at McFadden's, as is the day, as is the pregame. Good transition. McFadden's yeah. right next to the stadium. So back on to the Pilata. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the reason we had to move venues for the England game for the pre <laughs> for the pregame... Is because uh, we had reservations there, and the guy who we made the reservations with, the owner of Lucky's, we met with him last week or two weeks ago, and he told us that we didn't have reservations, even though he orally confirmed with Did us. Did you guys watch that special on the BBC yeah. as well? With that, with the That's how we found out that this guy it wasn't yeah, holding we had a the bar, place for we us. We had a bar reserved in Rustenburg. Face-to-face for, face reserved the with game. the guy in the met interview. Met him in person in South Africa, reserved the bar. And he's cool. Yep. Going to have all the American yep. supporters here. Yep. American Outlaws party. And BBC puts out a special on English going to the World Cup and where they should go in Rustenburg. Yeah. He's standing at Lucky's Bar where we have already reserved the bar. Yeah. Saying Talking that to the guy we 5,000 English are going to take over this bar. We're like, great. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, the English. Uh, yeah. This is my African accent, by the way. Yes, the English have reserved it for seven days. And yeah. we're like, what are you yeah. talking are you about? shitting me, asshole? So, yeah. So we got our guy down there in contact with them. He, w- he was ducking his calls. They went to meet with them. He didn't show up. So we're moving it to Sun City. The best we could do. Nobody Which is wanted better to move casinos it. there. Oh, it's going to be tight, no doubt. Well, about the best it. thing about that is the winners of the pint glass. Um, <laughs> Brian Hexel, like the AO badge. Well boy, well Marriott Brian. Expect those pint glasses in six to eight weeks. Next one, <laughs> Jeremiah Mahoney, like the Shin Guardian badge, right on Her the boy. shinner. I bet that felt great. I bet that sucked. What is it? Go to the AmericanOutlaws.com if you guys want to see badge. the That's tattoo oh, right on the shin. I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought you meant like the actual Shin Guardian blog badge. No. But. The next one is a titty one. Mike Capusta <laughs> right on the peck. Nice colors. The reason that you got third place is because of your ripped peck, not because of your tattoo. <laughs> oh, the jealousy played into that? Yeah. That's yeah, Chris was the judge. so I was the judge. Nice work. <laughs> Especially <laughs> B-Hex showing a little, you know. No, a I like something, something in that no. picture. We're working on for all those who 
I keep getting emails about those pint glasses. We're working on making those available to people. Yes, to for sell sure. Because they are sweet. They are sick. They're yep. going to be a bitch to ship. Whiff, going to take care of that for me? It's already taken care of. Very nice. Yeah. We have a little, uh, got a little ace in the sleeve on that. So uh, Do we? Yeah. Expect oh. something a uh, couple weeks. Off the record, after we interviewed Jeff Carlisle, we went off the, <laughs> we went off the, uh, off the air for a second there, and uh, we asked, or we told Jeff that little Brunky here's bachelor party is tonight, and he's getting married, and we asked him for marriage advice, and what was his advice? His, his Have, soccer marriage advice. Yeah, was, I asked him if you're a soccer nut and you're getting married. What's he said the, best the, advice? the key to a happy marriage is two TVs, <laughs> <laughs> one safely secluded, one safely secluded in a quiet, empty room where you can watch soccer in a long enough couch to sleep on. Exactly. <laughs> Other than that, you should be good. Yeah. Thanks to Jeff for uh, coming out here. We were lucky to have him. Yeah, he was a great guy. Should we get our, our, our buddy from the free beer movement on the phone? I say we do. I think Dan we should, should kind of yeah, fill these people in on what the free beer movement is. Well, I suppose. Yeah. Give them a little heads up. I mean, it's uh, it's Let's good say where we for... met, Dan. Well, you weren't there. Uh, I was. He was a friend of mine's. He was a friend of a friend. In Canada, right? Canada. <laughs> Actually, was place was called the Shady Lady, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ran into him at the Shady Lady and... Uh, no, I, I met him in Wisconsin, and back in the day when we were we were really hitting the sticks on uh, FIFA 2002, oh, the best yeah. game ever FIFA released. FIFA 02, best game ever made. <laughs> what was the we score were, of that game? We were really good, and uh, what? What was the score of the game when you played him? Oh yeah, and, and he goes, we we're like, oh, you guys play? Or he goes, you guys play FIFA? And we're like, yeah, you any good? And he goes, I'm pretty good. Yeah, let's play. So we got auto. We beat him 17 nothing or something. Yeah, did you hear that dance? 17 nothing. <laughs> so All right, let's get so welcome on. to the podcast. <laughs> You're known <laughs> as a loser already. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it recording? Are you there? I'm there. Dan, we're already making fun of you. Oh, great, you assholes. <laughs> So we got, we got Dan from the free beer movement. Dan, why don't you give us, uh, well, all eight of our listeners a quick rundown on uh, just exactly what the free beer movement is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the free beer movement is quite possibly the greatest grassroots organization in the history of the world. And uh, Better than the I say that with all modesty. Um, free beer movement is basically... What we want to do is we want to get more people interested in soccer, whether that be American soccer, which is obviously the preferred country that we want you to watch it in. We want to use free beer to get people into the door. Um, the free beer movement's all about taking the passion that is American Outlaws or any other soccer viewing fan, using free beer to get nobody, people who have never seen it before into the door. So if you haven't been to a game before, I'm going to buy you a beer, I'm going to get you in the door, and hopefully then you'll come back for more. Um, and spread the love of American soccer. Well done. How much do you think uh, that the World Cup is going to be? Um, is this going to be your finest moment? Is getting your average sports fan to a World Cup game, or not? Not just a game, but a viewing party. <clears throat> I think so. I mean, I can't think of a better showplace for soccer than the World Cup. I mean, you have the the highest level of competition. You have the greatest atmosphere, whether it be the actual games themselves or the bars where people start attending them. I mean, we we have a, a feature on our site, the beer conversion chart, that says the World Cup is the, you know, the one thing that you have to bring a soccer newbie to, you know, and, and we just hope that that will open the doors for everybody. I mean, really, the game speaks for itself, and so if you've never seen a game before, there's a lot of people who just 
are not used to that sort of thing. So hopefully it won't take too many years to just realize the, the pageantry and the level of competition is a, is a thing that they can invest in in the future. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm very, I'm very optimistic about it all. Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's genius to uh, spread the love of the sport through beer. I mean, they, they go hand in hand so perfectly. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's really the key. I mean, um, you know, the American Outlaws, well, you guys are just a collection of drunks already. So um, <laughs> the key is, is to take that. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons that, you know, we were lucky enough to, to, to hook up with you guys um, for a one-night stand. And uh, then it become a little something more where, you know. Dan, it's, <laughs> it's highly functioning drunks, okay? Yeah, exactly. You guys are high functioning drunks. Here's a beer for you. Yeah, Dan, I'm really glad to have you on the show because I'd never really thought of combining beer and soccer before. (laughs) Yeah, it's a really novel concept. Who would ever have thought, right? (laughs) Yeah, I just. Well, I mean, and that's that's the thing. I mean, beer and soccer are so intricate. I mean, whether it's you know European soccer where those guys, you know, they're filthy drunks too. I mean, obviously the American Outlaws. You know, you have you have pre-game parties. You know, the night before, the day of, the after bars for your your game day events, your watch parties across the country. Waste of space. You know, you're not again. You're high functioning drunks, and that's exactly what we are too. I mean, um, the whole point is though is, is that there are plenty of other dirty drunkards out there like we are, and we just have to incorporate that in and just use it as, a, you know, a, a, a social lubricant for soccer. <laughs> what? Well said. Yes. Well stated, sir. Well, so how do, how do people get involved with you, Dan? That's what I want to know. Um, we're, we're talking about the free beer mood, not literally how they get involved with me, because that might make my <laughs> wife a little mad. No, really, how do they get involved with you? How's the guy getting On both pants? levels. Well, it starts with long walks on the beach, candlelight dinners. No beer for that one? Uh, that's all it takes. Um, no, I mean, literally, I mean, there's it, there's no membership fee. There, I mean, the free beer movement or free beer in itself, it's an idea. You know, nobody can own that idea. You know, ours is just some elaborate theory that of all the things that can bring people to soccer games, with the exception of outright female nudity, I think free beer is probably the closest thing. Um, or male nudity. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Um, whatever strips your trigger. Yeah, you guys don't have to censor this at all. I'm glad about that. Um, we don't censor. Yeah, right. No, again, that's the beauty of it. Um, you know, the thing is, is that free beer is one of those things that is just probably one of the most universal things that can draw people into American soccer. I mean, anybody goes anywhere where it's, you know, free beer, there's this, okay, I'll show up. We're really hoping that free beer becomes the mode. I mean, and it's an idea, and if you're going to offer somebody a beer to go watch a game, whether it's an outlaw viewing party or, yeah, um, you know. Yeah, me and Brunken went to an art show last week because there was a keg. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys are just culturally <laughs> yeah. with it, so... Well, yeah, I mean, the thing is is that, you know, it, it's just the idea. So, like, would we want people to, to visit the site? I mean, our website, thefreebeermovement.com, is... It's about the idea. It's also about a bunch of other kind of culturally humorous things. We want to recommend beers that you can treat people to. We want to treat those who are helping American soccer, you know. Sorry, there's a dog near me. I don't know. <laughs> 
Did, are you already in Africa? <laughs> what was that? Yeah, I'm being chased by a pack of rabid dogs. So if you'll just hold on, I'm going to throw a, a seasoned steak to throw them off the just trail. Give them a beer. Yeah, seriously. So, They're just going to want more, though. <laughs> so, so fans can get in touch with you at, at the website. Uh, do you have any merch or anything that they can pick up? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think if you're on the American Outlaw site, they've got a link to, we have a free beer movement shirt. I mean, not that you shouldn't be sleeping in your American Outlaw shirt, but if you have to wash that one, you should buy the free beer movement shirt as well. Absolutely. It's a good way to bring it up with, like, coworkers and stuff. You wear that shirt to work or whatever, and somebody says, oh, what's the three free beer movement? And you say, oh, come down to the bar tonight. There's a game. I'll buy you beer. It's a good way to go. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, it, it, it is so easy. I mean, again, people love free stuff, and even more so, they love free beer. So why yep. not have them go forward with this and just open up and say, hey, you may not be the, you know, you're a sports fan. You may have never been to a soccer game before. If I just offered you straight-up tickets, you might be hesitant. But if I offer um, free beer, you're in. And it may lead you to come more. It may lead you to to return to the game. I don't know. It, it's certainly worth a shot, and it certainly gets a lot more people through the door that would have never gone before. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, Dan, for you know lying to us and joining us here for a while. <laughs> uh, you know, we want everybody to check out the freebeermovement.com. Like you said, if you go to the AmericanOutlaws.com, there's a link right to it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, have a, have a killer Saturday, and we appreciate it, man. Absolutely. I'm already about three sheets to the wind, so thanks for having me on. Out <laughs> of boy, so are we. So welcome to the club. Thanks, Dan. Nice. What a good guy. Dude's the man. <laughs> Dude's the man. Dude is the man. Even though he got crushed 17 nothing in oh, FIFA 02. I mean, have you seen us? We're I amazing. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, while we're on the uh, kind of just other theme of this podcast of just promoting everybody else instead of ourselves, uh, want to give another shout out to Ashwin and, and the guys that are doing the yeah. One Gold documentary. It's coming along great. Um, part part three is out now. Uh, which was pretty much the big one on American Outlaws, and it's it's well done. It's epic. It's it gives from me Salt Lake City. Yep. You know, one of the most epic trips we ever took. I know we did a long podcast after that game. That trip fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that was probably the best five days of my life. That that clip that he has after our second goal, the Altador goal. Oh yeah. With he had the camera set up on the section as the goal went in. That was that was like sick. the vi- the video clip that I've been waiting to see forever yeah. from U.S. fans. We've never seen a reaction Just like going that of the goal shit. Yeah. before the fucking flag that goes was up. Fucking was awesome. Yeah, the only thing bad about it though, there was some kid in an American Outlaw shirt that turned and flipped off the whole El Salvador. <laughs> oh, in the front row that stood oh, up. Oh, that fucking- oh you. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Didn't shit. you throw your another BlackBerry in their section? Yeah, <laughs> that's two down. You go, and you're going to both Philly and Hartford, so yeah. do you have the Blackberries lined up in your car? No, I bought a nice little Sky condom for it, so that way when I throw it on the field, it won't hurt the players. <laughs> he so. gets a buy one get one every time he gets a BlackBerry, just because there's another U.S. game coming. I just out. go in the sprint store and they're like, "Throw your phone on the field again." <laughs> yeah, yep. American Outlaws does not condone throwing things on the field. <laughs> Absolutely not. Please don't do it. So anyway. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. It's, uh, we we got to get back to drinking. Uh, like Dan said, it's Brunken's bachelor party. We got to go have Brunken kill uh, kill us in bowling. Yep. I don't know how you bowl at a strip club, but we're going to figure it out. <laughs> Not there are ways. The bowling oh, you're thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. uh, but yeah, thanks, everybody. American Outlaws. We will uh, talk to you here before we leave for Africa. 
after the two friendlies and uh, you know send us emails, comments, everything. We'll read them on air. Call us if you want to be on the podcast. We don't even care who Show you are. Show up at our door. Just sleep with us. us. Do what yeah. you got to do. Get in where you fit in is what I like to say. Thanks Creepy. to Jeff Carlisle yeah, and uh, Dan Wiersma. Jeff Carlisle of ESPN's website. Uh, and Dan, Dan Weirdo. Wiersma, the, free, <laughs> the free beer movement.com. Yeah. Thanks, awesome. guys. Deuces.